Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after, <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. We are officially in 200 episodes. It's now episode 201. Um, how the quality of your friendships is impacting your love life. How perfect that the 200 and 201st, 201, the episode, how do you even say that? 201st episode. Thank you. The 201st, it sounds, feels weird to say. It does feel the weird to say. The 201st episode um, is me and you hanging out here talking about the quality of friendships and how that is, it's not just impacting your love life. It's like essential that you look at, and we've, we, we talk a lot about friendships and sisterhood and how much of an important piece it is to the pie, but we're going to dissect it today Take it on really, today. <laughs> really deep because it's everything. Your friendships impact you more than you can know. And I, so many women I work with, some don't have any friends, which breaks my heart mm. and others have really toxic, you know, saboteur based relational pattern based, uh, friendships that they feel are good. But as soon as they start to take the mask off and stop self-sacrificing and start saying no and start honoring themselves that those friendships are like, you know, it rocks the boat and some of them start to fall away. So we're going to talk about the importance of that today because it is everything. There's no, for me in a healthy romantic relationship, if I just had my partner and that's my only source of connection, there's Oof. no way I would have the quality of love and relationship I'm experiencing right now. When we knew we were going to talk about this, I, I started thinking about my relationship journey and how it, there's a direct correlation. Like I can see looking back what was happening in my female friendships when I was in my toxic dynamic. And what's so interesting, because I also was thinking about how women, sometimes I'm watching women be like hold back on sharing that they're working with a coach, you yeah. know, like, just like, it's like they feel yes. embarrassed or ashamed or or whatever. And then they become like their friend's coach, but you're not a coach, babe. <laughs> like you're not a trained coach. And like the healing of friendship is actually in the ownership of your investment and growth. So then you give permission for other women to be wanting to do that too, right? Rather than you becoming the person that's the expert and then you're keeping your friends small rather than saying, let's all go on this retreat. Let's all invest in this program. Let's all work on uh, with this coach. So anyway, where I'm going with this is I was working with a relationship coach when I met Andrew. Mm. I was living with my friend and mentor and in the dynamic of her marriage and watching her run a family and actually having a real-time experience of not a fantasy thing and feeling nourished by her 
and doing the work on calling in a healthy partner. And then that's when I met Andrew and I remained connected because I feel like we have to talk about this too, how women may even have good friendships, but then once they get a boyfriend, they drop all their friends, right? I'm sure Mm -hmm. everyone listening like knows the friend that does this, right? But why the quality of your friendships impacts your love life is because one, how your friends talk about men impacts the kind of men that you attract, Mm -hmm. how your friends talk about each other impacts how you actually show up on a date, right? If you all think you're only valuable because of how you look, like maybe that's all you ever talk about, right? You're not showing Mm -hmm. up as your authentic selves on a date. If you've all only known poor behavior and treatment from men, you can't have a new experience because you don't have the consciousness to even know what that could be like amongst your group. So my friends started getting in healthy relationships long before me. My clients were getting in healthy relationships when I was still struggling with my relationship. (laughs) And then it was only by being around people in healthy relationships and then being given accurate self-reflection that it was like, okay, maybe this is possible, right? And it buff, you get buffered by both, like the personal work that you must do on yourself to call in healthy love. But then if you're surrounded by women who are also growing and women who accurately support the essence of who you are, like that's the the main thing of like accurate reflection and, and place to land. And we can't really talk about this without talking about like the wounds of feminine and the wounds of female friendships in general. But that's why it matters because you can't, your partner can't be your everything and you will only attract the level of romantic love based on what you tolerate, even in your friendships. Yeah. If you don't have friends that treat you well, you're not going to know how to accept you know, powerful treatment. And if you throw all of your eggs into the basket of boyfriend, you are absolutely going to suffer because men are not women. Yes. He's not supposed to provide the thing that only women can provide for you. Totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm just thinking about, you know, when you really go on a path of learning how to love yourself and create a life that is in alignment with your soul and love the life that you live, create a life that you love. Um, You know, right now from where you're sitting, you might be thinking, oh, I have amazing friendships. They're amazing. My sister, like my, my girlfriends are so great. We go dancing, we do this, we do that. And, and I'm sure there's great qualities, of course, even like when we're in painful romantic relationships, there's, there's still things that keep us there, right? There's qualities that we love and it's not to put down your friends, but most female friendships are based on three things, complaining, victim mentality, and gossip. Those are the three things that most female friendships are based on. So I have a new client that I'm working with who I adore and she brought it to me, brought to my attention that she was noticing when she'd hang out with her friends, like she was trying to do it differently. And how do I not get pulled into that? Because it was, and part of her felt guilty and felt like she, you know, was mm-hmm. abandoning them or like that, that because often women bond through talking about other people through gossiping. And even gossiping. if it's not negative gossip, sometimes it's just like, I notice um, 
when I first started on my journey, I had friends who would get together with me and they'd be like, so how's Barbara? How's Joanna? How's Heather? How's Catherine? How's, and they would ask me more about other people that I knew than even about me. It was like, Mm -hmm. which is a barrier to intimacy, right? That's someone who's not really comfortable being deeply intimate. And so um, it it was just our conversations, even if they weren't negative, they were still based around other people as opposed to, or, or pain struggles, you know, stories. And if we have friends who just feed our stories, like when my clients are working with me, the first thing we're doing is separating the story from your soul and learning how to not attach and identify with all these stories that your mind is always telling, you know, yet your mind's constantly making up stories that people are mad at you or that you're not good enough. You're not lovable or that that thing happened probably because of you, or it's, it's just constantly making up all these bullshit stories that we believe and we think are true and they're not true. And so if you're doing that and then all your friends are reinforcing that and they're getting off, like it, the saboteur actually gets off, the ego gets off on other people's drama, right? It's the same reason we watch reality TV. So if your friends are just like, mm-hmm. tell me the drama. So t- what happened on the date? What happened with that guy? What did your ex-husband do again? Oh my God, what an asshole. I can't believe he did that. And they're just waiting. What did your boss say? They're just waiting for the reality TV show. Well, what all that's doing is taking all these stories of what your life currently looks like that's not in alignment with who you really are and amplifying it. Yeah. So how is that going to serve any aspect of your life? Of course, it's going to impact your romantic relationships, but- that's how most mm. friendships are built because nobody taught us how to do relationship. Nobody taught us how to relate from our hearts. We do it when we're little, right. we play, we connect, we, you know, we're relating from a complete, we're in the present moment with each other. We don't need to fill the space with a bunch of words, with a bunch of dramatic stories. Little kids are just playing. They're just next to each other playing in their own world. Like how beautiful. And then one day we think like, oh, we need to prove ourselves in order for this woman to like me. I need to like talk bad about someone else. I, in order for, in order for me to be accepted. I remember when I was growing up, I was naturally quite happy. And as a teenager, and I remember people would make fun of it and judge it. And Mm -hmm. so I would start talking about dramatic things and I would almost like create drama just to bond. Yep. I, this is thinking, reminding me of our epic soulmate versus wound mate episode because the where you bond from that's so freaking powerful right the way women bond um gossip victim mentality or what did i would you say complaining complaining oh my god (laughs) and the the way women you know i grew up with two sisters right the way women like i like the caveat of all of this is remembering like we are not actually set up to see other women as sisters and allies, right? We're set up to see women as our competition. Like that's the thing I would add of like the one of the core sisterhood wounds is competition. She can steal my man, right? Like I have to be the prettiest woman in the room in order to get male attention. Like feel how inside patriarchy, we only can relate to other women in that way. So Mm. why the quality of your friendships impacts your love life is because you have the scarcity mindset of, well, if she, it's one less fish in the sea when she gets a boyfriend, right? Rather than we don't, the the practice, like I want to root into this practice, the practice that changed my life was being happy for my friends, mm-hmm. was actually actively celebrating other women. Cause this, this was a huge, I mean, this was hard for me. 
I grew up with a mother who constantly compared my sisters and I to each other. I grew up inside constant judgment and shaming and who's the better one, who's the prettier one, who's the smartest one. I mean, it was constant. There was no celebration of how different my sisters and I are. And I'm still struggling with those relationships today. And I'm 36 years old. So what going into personal development and getting sober are the things that transformed my life. Cause then I was around other women who were actually on a path of growth as well. I was on a path with other women who wanted to be vulnerable and come home to their authentic self. But this to be happy for other people stirred up a lot. It like, it was very confronting. It was very challenging, but it had to become a conscious practice for me because I would go to the ego fear place of there's not enough room for me or Um, I can't compete like, like everyone has to feel that competition wound and know that that's what it is, right? Like it's not personal. It wasn't a Catherine problem. It was the wound of patriarchal and and a systemic culture that pits women against each other. But I want to anchor that of, you know, especially improving your love life. I don't know if you say this to your clients too, but like, if you're wanting to attract love and you're jealous of everyone who has love and you're putting other women down who have love that's a block to to your love. Like you can't be in the vibration or, or frequency of healthy, extraordinary love. If you're always feeling bad about yourself for being single and judging other women who are in relationship or thinking other women in relationship are somehow luckier than you or, or have, you know, some magic that you don't being happy for other women, actively celebrating other women changed my life, partnered that with actually being a friend to other mm-hmm. women. Cause if I didn't know how to be a friend, I was an alcoholic. I mean, I was an alcoholic. I hated myself. <laughs> like I, it's funny. I would have one best friend. That was my, my path. Like I'd have one woman that I'd attached to almost like a boyfriend or we did mm-hmm. everything. Like I, like I did everything with her um, and felt really connected. I didn't know how to open myself to other people. Like it felt safer with only one. And like, that was the intimacy I could handle literally through college. I mean, until I got sober all the way through college, I just would have one best friend, one person I was really connected with. It was only after getting sober that I learned how to be connected to many women at a time and let other women love me and see Mm. me. But that practice of be, am I being a friend? Am I celebrating her? Am mm-hmm. I affirming her? Am I actually being there for her? And now I'm I'm sure you're going to tell this story too. So I'll set you up for it because it was, we just talked <laughs> about it before we recorded that careful for the, well, being a good friend is still caught in the good girl friend. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm so giving, I'm, so, I'm so loving. I'm, I'm so thoughtful. I'm so generous. That's actually still not, if you're doing anything to appear like a good friend, you're not mm. being a good friend. Yes. <laughs> it is like, like what I'm saying was a, a rooted practice of first facing my wounds around female friendships, which was competition. That was the core one competition. There's not enough room for all of us to shine. And then actively being genuinely happy, genuinely yes. concerned with how, how women were doing in my life, getting out of my own head when I was caught up in my own selfishness and, and self-pity and what was me for whatever was going on in my life and calling someone and saying, how are you doing? And really listening. That practice changed my female friendships and then allowed high quality women to meet me in that place because I was actually being a friend 
to other women rather mm-hmm. than seeing them as competition and enemy or what I could just get from them. I didn't ever get caught up in the trying to be a good girl friend. Um, but I do think you need to tell this story and I'm sure you'll amplify it around, um, you know, what you've been present to on around hearing that. Cause it's the same thing yes. around being a good girlfriend. Like yeah. women are all just trying to be the ideal woman. Yes, right? exactly. Don't listen to our last epic episode with our two hundredth episode friends. rant. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, um, it, it's like I and I was that girl. I was the good you girl. I was girl. the best friend to everyone, and it's still my place of like noticing. Wait, where am I? Where am I in myself? And if you don't have a relationship with yourself. I mean, you just can't have healthy relationships, really. Mm-hmm. You can't, period, with anyone. And so until you know your own soul, your own wounds, your own feelings, your own, like, have a relationship to what gets activated in you, know how to take full responsibility for it, Right. you cannot have healthy relationships. You have to be able to take full responsibility. I met a woman recently and she was so burnt out. I could feel, you know, when you meet someone, you can just feel how tired they are. Like, yeah, I met a neighbor last night for the first time who was like, like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just could feel it in her, in her field. And, and she was talking about how much she prided herself on doing everything for everyone. And, oh, I just love taking care of my family. I love taking care of my friends. And like, I'm, you know, doing this thing just for my girlfriend. Like I, I, I'm, I went on this trip just for my girlfriend and I'm doing this because I want to make her happy. And I, you know, women do this, of course, in romantic relationships. I want to make him happy. I want to do the thing to, you know, be the perfect wife. I want to make sure that I make the perfect meals and I have the house perfect and I have everything perfect. Meanwhile, they're exhausted, depleted, empty inside and that's that's the trap is you the, there is no reward there is no the reality is you're less of a good friend like i remember right. back then people right. being like it, it it's actually how i feel now when i'm around someone who i can feel is doing something from a place of pleasing i actually feel very uncomfortable it feels horrible it doesn't feel good if so, i can feel the difference between someone doing something cuz they genuinely have the capacity they really checked in with their self, themselves themselves mm-hmm. like all the women in my life don't self-sacrifice like I think of times where even if I've gone through a really hard time there's something up and I and I need to talk to a friend if if a friend can't talk to me in that moment they don't they're like I love you I trust that you can support yourself because I can and so that's it like you have and I will you know be able to speak to you tomorrow around this time like nobody's rescuing Mm -hmm. anybody nobody's feeling responsible for anybody and again this is a growing edge for me because still I have a big heart and I care a lot about other people. So it's an ongoing practice to notice, wait, am I doing this thing because I'm trying to rescue them? Wait, if I'm rescuing someone, I'm forgetting about her sovereignty. I'm forgetting about her her capability of being able to, to handle what she's going through, right? Like I can handle my own feelings when they're really big, even if it's something that's like feels insurmountable. And so can my friends and so can my clients and so can everyone in my life, my boyfriend handle themselves and I can I can give from a place of fullness within myself. And so being able to have that, like have that relationship with yourself to know when you're giving. And let me tell you, if you have not given to yourself, then you are giving from an empty cup. Like you have to be able to know how to give yourself, how to devote yourself to yourself. And that's why 
we create programs like in the reclamation, women learn how to do that in your homecoming, homecoming. and yeah, women learn how to devote themselves to themselves. Like this is the practice. You have to learn how to devote yourself to yourself. Otherwise, guaranteed, you're giving to your kids, to your lover, to your partner, to your friends from an empty cup. And it actually isn't, it isn't generous because the people who deeply love you don't want you to run yourself under the ground in order yes. to give to them. But also it's like holding it, it's, it, there's impact. It's not the quality of love and giving that you would give if your heart was full, if you felt taken care of, if you felt, you know, if you took care of yourself today and then you had the capacity to have a call with a friend. And so just notice how you do friendships. Mm -hmm. I, I worked with another client who just noticed as we were working together on our journey, how many of her friendships were based on her being their rescuer. And she, and then what would happen? She would get anxious in the middle of the night and worry about them and completely take on all of their pain, take on all of their problems, which doesn't actually help the other person. It doesn't lighten the load. It might feel like it does, but that like not being out and what it is, it's the perception of taking on someone else's pain. But what it actually is, is the inability to be with our own pain. Because when we're taking on someone else's pain, we might be running the story that we're worried about them. But what actually happened is their pain activated a pain inside of us. So knowing how to be with yourselves and your feelings, how to separate the worried mind and all the stories from your feelings and mm -hmm. being able to just be in your heart, connect with your feelings and feel them and let them run through you. And like, oh my gosh, okay. There's a scared little girl here right now. I feel six years old. I feel responsible. Why? Because when I was little, I was responsible for my mom's feelings or whatever. There's, It's connected to something from your childhood and whatever that activation is, you can learn to love and be with yourself through that feeling instead of just taking on everybody else's feelings. And this is what happens when you're highly sensitive and you're caring. You take on everyone else's feelings, which is only hurting you. And it's actually not helping the other person. And then uh, I'm thinking, as you're sharing too, about reciprocity, you know, that, that I really am learning, especially in this season of my life, like what reciprocity looks like in friendship. You mm -hmm. know, the, I... I wasn't the rescuer. I, well, I guess that's not true. I was around the one person. Like if I really get asked about my one attachment, that's what I was doing because I lost my college best friend when I got sober. No, wait, mm. she was rescuing me. Cause then when I got sober, she didn't know how to relate to me mm -hmm. anymore. Like when I actually was powerful and I wasn't a helpless little girl. So now that I say this out loud, I was the one who always needed rescuing. Mm. Um, but then getting sober and becoming a coach kicked in the rescuer. So that's more true for me. Like leading up to friendship, I could only relate to people who would save me. And mm. they did like that one person. Um, and then I became what you're, what you're sharing. And the person who's always giving doesn't know what it feels like to receive. So one of my, so I shared my core, yes. you know, the first wound for me um, in sisterhood was competition. And then the second was on receiving. And that directly relates to the kind of man I attracted and that I'm now partnered with, who is like the most generous partner I have ever been with the most generous man I've ever even ever been around because I learned how to receive in my female friendships because I learned how to let myself be seen still an edge for me 
I tend to lean toward process on my own and then share after, (laughs) but (laughs) vulnerability is the answer. And in the wounded female friendships, you call vulnerability complaining. You call vulnerability, woe is me and look at how hard my life is in the victimhood. You call vulnerability gossiping and that's not vulnerable. Vulnerable is here's the things I'm celebrating about myself. That's actually vulnerable to celebrate and be proud of yourself and own how good things are in your life. And what's vulnerable is, Hey, I need your help around this. Or, Hey, could you hold space for me around this? That's the thing that I freaking love about our friendship. That's what it sounds like. Hey, can you hold space for me around this? Or we genuinely say, I do want your help. Like we explicitly say, I do want your help with this. Can I run this thing by you to help temper? It's a natural impulse to want to rescue your friends. Like, let's just be honest. Like we want especially coaches, <laughs> we, we, we've devoted our life to improving the quality of people's lives, but the sovereignty is maintained when you ask. And, and I love, I mean, I teach my clients that, that just for them to practice observing, is that person asking for help? They come back being like, nobody asked for help this week. Like they were just sharing. They just wanted to be listened to. And I could feel my anxiety around my impulse to want to immediately give advice and their life changes by controlling that impulse. And then partner that with, they see how they never asked for help. And for me, adulthood, adult, mature, feminine is I have to learn how to explicitly ask. I don't wait for people to read my mind. I don't wait for women to rescue me. And I recognize that everyone has their own struggle and that's how the competition and, and pitting women, women against each other falls away. One, we actually see the things that we share commonly struggle with as women. And then we actively practice the things of celebration, affirmation, support, and abundance that transforms our female friendships. And we're going to have another episode about, you know, the losing friends around, like that's a whole episode in and of itself, like losing friends along the path of growth. But if you don't have good friends and you don't need a million, that's the last thing I'll say, like you don't need a million friends, but you do need a handful of women that you can be seen by and supported by that add to your romantic partnership rather than making your partner become your everything and it is a red flag if the person you're dating doesn't have any fucking friends. Mm-hmm. Like number one, if the guy you meet doesn't have any friends, that's a red flag because friendship is where you practice re- reciprocity and generosity and vulnerability and c- intimacy and connection, right? And uh, and the quality of a man's life is also proportionate to the kinds of men that he you know, hangs out with. And I love that there are so many new men's groups, you know, like men are doing personal development work, my friends, like you don't get to complain about this anymore. Like there's infinite circles, you know, where men are growing and caring about these things too. And it's, it's adding and amplifying the quality of romantic life because no one's just asking one person to be there. Everything. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So The last thing I'll say (laughs) is, I mean, there's, we could do 20 episodes on this, but like, let's talk about the most important, how do you know you have healthy, thriving relationships or Mm. what do you want to move into? And I did a two-part episode on this in May. Um, So you can go back and listen to that, how to have thriving relationships. And the secret is healthy sisterhood, because really connecting is connecting is connecting and learning how to have intimacy in your female relationships 
it's this, it's a transferable skill, being able to have intimacy, being able to have um, communication, healthy communication, how to feel. So here are the keys. I I can't remember the exact ones I shared on that one, but I want to say healthy communication is essential. Being able to say no and be honored for your no's, not have to explain yourself being able to, to, mm-hmm. you know, share with your friend when you are at capacity or when you're going through a hard time or like being able to communicate in a healthy way, not in a saboteur gossip, complain victim way. So if you don't know how to do that, come join us in one of our programs and yeah. we'll show you how or working with us privately. Um, and a second one is vulnerability, being able to act, vulnerability is really just honesty. It's like being able to share the things that are on your heart that you feel afraid to share. It feels like an edge. It feels, and like you said, celebration. And that's the third one is celebration mm-hmm. that you have friendships that you celebrate each other and you celebrate yourself and you're willing to share what you're proud of, what you're inspired by, where you're excited about. Um, I'll also say inspiration. I only have women in my life who inspire mm. me. I don't have friendship. I, I couldn't have oh, a romantic so relationship good. with someone who's in a job they hate, not growing and evolving. Like my partner is not um, into personal development in the traditional sense. However, he's a coach for a football team and he is always growing himself in our relationship, in his friendships, mm. in his life. Evolution is like his primary thing. I, I, He does it almost more than me. And I feel so inspired by that. And it's the same with my friendships. So I only surround myself with women who also are inspiring, who are taking responsibility for their lives. I And then that's the fifth one is radical responsibility. So they're inspiring we're celebrating each other. We're there for each other, supportive mm. of uh, what our feelings and vulnerability and what's going on. Um, and we also inspire each other and, and are willing to hold the bar for each other. Like you remind me of who I am constantly. I forget all the time. And <laughs> Kate Hartley. And that's you know, what friendships are for. Right? Like, exactly. And healthy friendships do that. And when we're in suffering in a relationship all the time, healthy friendships are like, Hey, I know this is your path and your choice, but I've noticed you feel different. You don't like your light seems really dim. And I had friends do that years ago when I moved to Australia for a guy and I had these, they weren't even close friends. And they were like, you're not as shiny as you normally are. And I didn't even know until I had that honest reflection. Thank God for these women. And I got to get honest with myself and leave that toxic relationship. Mm. So Mm. it's everything. It's everything. Those are the keys. Radical responsibility. If you have women in your life who blame you and want you to be different or who you blame and want them to be different, nobody's taking radical responsibility. And that's not going to ever, ever allow for an environment of a healthy relationship to flourish. Oh my God. Why is it like a novel concept to only be friends with people you're inspired by. (laughs) Like, I know why would we say to ourselves, I'm going to keep this person around. Why would you date someone you're not inspired by? Like, like the rescuing. I mean, it's, that's why, right? Because the rescuer pattern runs so deep because women are raised to be that. 
And I, and that's, that's it. Like you stop being that when you turn yes. your attention to this, like the reciprocity and inspiration. I love that so much. Yes. And reciprocity, that so that's much. one of them as well. So I think I added one this time. I'm not sure what, maybe inspiration was added actually. Cause that's reciprocity. So is like, and reciprocity, hear. it doesn't have to be apples to apples, but it's that energetically, it feels yes. like there's an equal exchange. You, you give, you, 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 you get equally filled up by the relationship as you, as you fill the other, like, it's just yes. this energetic exchange that feet and how you not know 50, if it's reciprocal, 50. it feels like good yeah, right, yeah, you're not calculating good. it's not a head thing it's a feeling thing it's like you feel filled up you feel nourished you feel if you feel depleted after there's something mm. to look at if you feel um anxious and guilty and weird after there's something to look at if you feel like oh did i say something wrong like these are all our younger parts of ourselves do, trying to do friendships with the saboteur and it, like ultimately your friendships get to feel supportive and loving and empowering and inspiring and women that are like up to cool things. And you're like, wow, you might not be up to the same cool things. I have friends who are, I have a friend that's an actress on a, on a, t on a TV show and she's just like so powerful and so brilliant and just mm -hmm. amazing watching her bl blossom in her career. And then friends who are in the same industry as me and friends who are astrologers who I send all my clients to, you know, like it, it's there, yeah. there's a range but it's all women and even my my best man friends um my two best male friends are gay but um Farhad and and Thespis they're both so inspiring and they're both in the healing art realm mm. and the arts realm and just like so expansive so if you around surround and hang out that got blended into a word if you hang out with people that you just feel in awe of instead of jealous of instead of compare that's just your saboteur they're reflecting something that you're ready to claim inside of yourself if you surround yourself with the people that are doing things that are really cool that you're like wow that's going to impact your life i promise you and that's the i want to about hang around like the last thing i'll say is like where are these people like yeah. number one they're in personal development programs they're mm -hmm. in the reclamation, mm -hmm. right? They're going on retreats. They're yes. in the rooms of growing. Like you can't yes. complain about not being able to find them. Taking radical responsibility for the community you want to create is that, right? So that's the first thing I'll say. You have to go to where those people are and know that you belong in those spaces too. Yes. And then the second thing is the remembering that you will be magnetic to that kind of person. So when you're out in your life and you're being authentic and you're sharing about the things that you're interested in and you're shining your light and you're being yourself at the coffee shop and you're starting a conversation with someone about something that matters to you, that's how you effortlessly find those people too. Yes. And so that that's that's how we'll end it of like because I can hear everyone being like, well, where are these people? Yeah. You know, <laughs> when you're changing and every client of mine's always brought that up. You know, yes. it's like, okay, well, I want higher quality friendships. How do I find them? And it's like, well, one, you recognize that you must create that. Yes, right. You step exactly. out of gossip victim complaining about why yeah. you don't have that and you go actively create that. Yes. And it's the same. It's the same with love. You love, become a magnet right. to it when you are in alignment with the truth of who you are, when you are living honestly, following your heart and your soul and not your fear, you right. will be a magnet. My parents and I are magnets over here on Crete Island in Greece. Like we have made right. so many friends. We go for dinner with like Greek people who are our servers at restaurants mm -hmm. and who are the managers at the hotels. Like we've just made so many friends here. And it's because we're connected. Our hearts are open and we're 
present, like get to know your own soul, fall in love with your own body, your own soul, your own heart, follow it, listen to her, tend to her. And the whole world around you will change and be willing. And we'll talk about this in another episode. Be willing to let go of that, which is no longer serving you. Those, you will outgrow friendships. You will outgrow romantic relationships. You will outgrow places that you live. You will outgrow many things. And so when that time comes and you feel clear, be willing to let go so that all the new life that you're meant to experience can come through. I think I've now said this is the last thing I'll say four times, but this is really <laughs> the last thing I'll say. Homecoming and Open so. to Love are 50% off right now. Ooh. So my self-guided programs, I'm offering a holiday sale because I think I'm going to actually close the doors on them. So the new frequency of who I am next year, I'll, I'll like revamp them. So as they are right now are 50% off and we'll post all of those links. So there is a path of where to go to just to come home to yourself, to root into who you are and to actually see the map of how to do this. Like that's, that's my favorite thing about both of us. Like there is a map. It's not esoteric. It's not like hoping and wishing, like we show you how you can change your life. And so I'm excited for all these next few episodes and remember season two is coming. So I appreciate when you share this episode with other people and remember the new truth movement Facebook group exists. So also post in that group and say who lives in my city, right? Any new truth listeners in my town or in my city and, and watch the magic unfold. So we love you. Here's to, to you being all of who you are in your life and high quality friendships and romantic relationships. And for homecoming and what was the other one? Open to love. Open to love. Do they have lifetime access even though you're changing it? They'll have lifetime access to the content. Great. So 50% off, no brainer, go sign (laughs) up and get access so you can come home. It's time. Investing in yourself is absolutely essential. There's no way you can have high quality relationships and friendships and life without investing in yourself and learning how and learning the roadmap. So we love you and we'll see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon. 